We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Friday. Happy payday to half of you. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. A lot to get to today, including last night's two technically playoff games <laughs> that we got to watch. Yeah, header. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got to talk about uh, some news out of Toronto because, God forbid, News doesn't come out of Toronto for a day. And, of course, we're going to start the show with a little bit of, I don't want to call it breaking news, but developing news is probably a better way to go. Uh, first of all, make sure you smash that like button for us and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure if you're listening on your preferred podcast app that you are subscribed and following there as well. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be greatly appreciated. And remember, never a bad time, especially on payday. To sign up to become a CHGO diehard, you get access to all of our great written content. Nothing is locked. You get a free t-shirt or hat upon sign up. You save 20% off every day at the CHGO locker, and you save 20% on all of our awesome CHGO events. So you want to become a diehard, go to allchgo.com. It's a great way to support us and give yourself access to the best Chicago sports content in the world. All right. Well, let's start with the shitty news of the day. Uh, Darren Dreger, uh, hockey insider for TSN, reported, uh, sources say NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman will meet with veteran coach Joel Quenville as soon as the season ends to review his status. And then later on, he tweeted, additionally, Stan Bowman has had conversations with several NHL clubs about various opportunities. However, before Bowman can accept the job, he must have NHL approval. Uh, as I tweeted from the show account today, before the show began, it's not if they're going to be reinstated, it's when they're going to be reinstated and boy, oh boy, in a very short time, the NHL is just really ready to say, all right, well, you know, you served your purpose, you served your punishment and feel free to come on back and, and enjoy the spoils of being in the NHL again. It just, the more things change, the more they say the same. It's very, it's disappointing. Yep, absolutely. Um, we, I mean, we all. If 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 you're if you're new here and thought that Joel Quenville and Stan Bowman were done uh, with their NHL careers and would have to find jobs elsewhere, or you know, right off into the sunset, um, welcome. This is how the NHL operates. Uh, if you have a long enough tenure. Uh, if you win one Stanley Cup, or even if you win just a, a lot of games, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, you got a job for life if you want it. And whether it's, you know, being a head coach or a GM or whatever, uh, if you're if you're insulated well enough in the hockey community, uh, no matter what happens to you or what you do, there's always going to be a place for you in the NHL, whether you, you know, 
uh, are super racist or if you help cover up a sexual assault and sweep it on the rug rug for over a decade doesn't matter and this and that's just how the nhl operates and we all know it um i, I think a large majority of people hate it um but until there's new leadership in the in the league uh until there's fresh perspectives at the top it's gonna be the same thing you know it's 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 going this is going to always happen and it's it's absolutely disappointing to see that you know that that these two are are going to be coming back one at all uh and two like so soon so soon like not even like we not even enough time has passed where you're like oh yeah that's right like i get that's right yeah they were involved in that like not even it's completely fresh yeah. so it's uh yeah I, I really don't know what else to say besides like of course this is happening um it's disgusting uh should they have a second chance in the nhl um, should they be subject to a lifetime ban or whatever? Like, look for Joel Quenville, this dude has spent 30, 40 years in the NHL. He's won three Stanley cups. He's the second most winning, winningest coach in NHL history. He's made money. He's made millions upon millions of dollars. His, his legacy within the NHL, um, is what it is. It's not going to be erased. So he, could just go off into retirement and be done with it. And no one would bat an eye. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm, 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 I, I, you knew it was coming um, eventually, but just that it's happening so soon. It's just, it's just so typical and disappointing. And I really don't know what else to, to say at this point. So uh, good luck to whatever team decides to hire them. Um, enjoy that. Uh, enjoy that that PR, um, and I hope you never win anything. Well, I'd like to say I'm disappointed, but I'm not because I expected this to happen, and I'm not even that shocked that it's not even two years removed and we're we're here. I'm not. I'm really not because this tells me their teams are inquiring about Joe Quinville. Mm-hmm. Um, there otherwise these discussions wouldn't be here. And we've heard about Stan Bowman. And by the way, just so you remember, we've already adapted the rule, the Stan Bowman rule. When we're talking about him in the context of other teams, we are allowed to speak his name. Um, yeah. So consi- so the, since this has nothing to do with the Blackhawks, we will we'll say his name so we don't confuse uh maybe people from other fan bases who eventually listen to this. Um so people are inquiring, and I don't think the NHL would take that PR hit if it's the Columbus Blue Jackets asking to hire Joel Quinville or the Arizona Coyotes or one of those teams. But if it's the New York Rangers, if it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, they'll take that hit because they want those teams to be at the top of the league. So those are the teams. I'm, and there were there was reports last week that the Rangers were looking to uh, talk to Quinville and Larry Brooks said, well, no, because he hasn't been reinstated or anything. So why else would Bettman say he's going to talk to him? Now, if Bettman wants to do now, it's okay to talk to and review his status. You know, he could, he could call him up and say, Hey, Joel, people are asking for you to to coach this year. It's not going to happen. There's your review of your status. Have a good summer. That's not going to happen. We all know that. Nope. Um, so it is what it is. And uh, yeah, as I've said a million times, and I'll probably say a million more times before I, I punch out of the time clock of life. I love this sport, but I hate its culture and its culture is being, you know, just repeats, repeats, repeats because the people at the top allow it to repeat. And it is, and we can be enraged. We can, we can yell about it. That accomplishes nothing at this point. Yeah. It is what it is. The only the only thing people people could just stop going to games. You know that's that's how when you when you start hurting these guys in their in their pocketbooks and their wallets, their bank accounts. That's when they start to listen. Otherwise, they don't care. They yeah. don't. They really don't. And and the NHL has made it obviously clear they don't care about 
these things, these issues that that we do. They don't until it starts to affect them financially. They never will either. And being in the NHL, and I and I believe everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody deserves redemption. But for certain things, you know, being in the NHL, it, it's a privilege. It's not a right. It's not a. It's not a, a birthright. Anybody can do it. It's a privilege. And when you do what those guys did, and everybody who was in power with the Hawks did. You lose that privilege in my eyes. If Joe Quinville was a manager at a Home Depot and he actively covered up a sexual assault on his shift, he would be fired from Home Depot. He would have a criminal record. And there's no way within a year later someone from Lowe's is calling him to manage his store. It wouldn't happen. Yeah. It wouldn't happen in the real world. Joel Quinville would probably be sitting in a jail cell or at least be on probation with a criminal record, not being asked to manage another store. Yeah. I, so, and he's proven he's not a good leader by what he did. He can win your hockey games, but he, he makes piss poor decisions when it comes to humanity. And, you know, if you want to put that on your, on your bench, go for it. Take the heat. You better win a Stanley cup, but you know, it's it's just it's, it's frustrating. But I'm at the point where I'm like, of course, sure, whatever. Just get us to training camp. Yeah, I mean, the NHL knows that any bad PR hit will eventually blow over. And look, like you said, Greg, I I I believe in rehabilitation. I believe people can learn from their mistakes. But Joel Quenville, when this came out, said, "I've never heard of this. This is never. This is the fir- first I heard of it was this summer." He flat out lied about he it he Absolutely. flat out effing lied about it it's one thing to say in hindsight i should have done more i was caught up in the excitement of the playoffs and i made it was a terrible error in judgment i owe kyle beach a sincere apology and and probably a lifetime worth of apologies i'm so sorry i i'm ashamed of what i did i'm ashamed of what i didn't do and i hope that someday i can be forgiven okay that is an actual apology. But then saying, oh, no, 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 I never heard of this. Oh, this is the first I'm hearing of it right now. Bullshit. And then he was yeah. investigated and he was one of the first people to know and brush her under the rug with John McDonough and everybody else. I'm sorry. That's not a lapse in judgment. That's not what someone said in the chat. It's like leaving your kid behind at the store. That's an oopsie. Covering up a sexual assault for over a decade is not an oopsie. Lying about it is not an oopsie. People want to forgive. People want to feel good about the people they used to feel good about. So give them that chance, right? And if he comes out this summer and says what I just said, oh, I'm so sorry. Big lapse in judgment. No, it's phony. It's manufactured. That apology, if it doesn't come the minute the story comes back out, and even that you could say shouldn't count either. Uh it's not enough. It's just not enough. And I, like you said, Greg, it is a privilege to work in this league. It is not a right. And, and yes, you know, rehabilitation can happen. I don't think anyone should be banned for life, but my God, what is the rush? Especially with Bowman. What the hell? Yeah. It's the last name. He, he was, he won the lottery when he was born a Bowman. Um, you know, they, in order to be rehabilitated, you actually have to admit you fucked up. That's the first step of, of of recovery and rehabilitation is admitting you did something wrong. And Quinville hasn't done that. Yeah. And where this is this is the thing that this is the biggest repercussion of all this stuff. Fine, you want to bring these guys back. You want to put you want to attach yourself to the team. First of all, there better be the same freaking outrage when 31 other cities and in this one that there was when when the Blackhawks won the draft lottery. Everybody had their screaming and there better be this. There better be more outrage because Jay, you said in a text message in our group earlier, what's worse firing Joe Quinville or hiring Joe Quinville, you know, the Blackhawks, I mean, he was already gone, but the, you know, the Panthers didn't want to be associated with him after that. And, you know, well, he still got to coach his his one more game. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. What, this is the biggest problem. What lesson shift. What lessons are learned here? How does this prevent this from ever happening again? It doesn't. Okay. Okay. You did this. And then, um, 
yeah, you could sit at home for a year and a half with your $20 million you've already made in the league and we'll bring you back. How does that prevent anybody from doing this again? You have to set a precedent. You have to make an example. And if you're not going to make an example out of these guys, then why even why even suspend them in the first place? And think about the impact making an example of Joel Quenville would have to other coaches, to other managers, to other even players like, damn. Joel Quenville did something like this. The second winningest coach of all time. One of the most recognizable coaches in all of sports, not just hockey. Joel Quenville was famous in all of sports for the, for the league to say, no, you are not yeah. coming back from this. We are not moving on from this. We are not forgetting this. You will never coach in this league again. That has an impact that changes things, but just, Oh, uh, here's your 18 month slap on the wrist. Welcome back, Joel. And you're, you're right, Greg. If it's the Rangers, I hope all those Rangers fans that were pissed off about Connor Bedard and pissed off about everything else are as pissed off about Joel Quenville coming in. I'm sure there'll be a share of them, and I'm sure there will be a share yeah. that say, eh. And nobody, and none of them will care when, when they're in the second round of the playoffs next year or if they get to a Stanley Cup final, nobody's going to care. Right. It people the, the and that's that's a problem through all sports, professional, not just hockey, all professional sports, all college sports. Winning is put ahead of the welfare of uh, of of the people who are doing the winning or losing, and it's something that's been a problem in all sports for before I was born. So you know, it, it, it again, it's the culture, and until. It's going to take new leadership at the top of this league to actually get real culture change. So until that happens, it is it's just going to be the same thing over and over and over again. And and you know it's just it's to the point where you can't even be that angry or disappointed anymore because it's just it's status quo. It's status quo. It is what it is. It's it's it makes it tough to be a fan of, of this league at times. But then you, you have a night like last night where you're like, oh, my God, this is like, I love this. Yeah. So and it just why does it always have to happen where these things come out like hours after you have a great moment? Doesn't it seem that way? It just seems like you can't be happy uh, for more than 24 hours. Yep. Yeah. It's you. The, the hockey culture doesn't doesn't love most people back. It doesn't, and the NHL is is they they don't want to be taken as as a as a serious league with a lot of decisions that they make, and you know we're we're all just kind of you know here maybe against our own, our, our own better judgments of of being hockey fans and 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 wanting the NHL and wanting the sport to be better. Maybe we're just wrong. Maybe this is just what, what the sport is. And, and there's really nothing else that, that can be done. I don't know. I hope that's not the case, but um, it, yeah, you're exactly right. Like every, the, the, the cycle of the NHL and, and of hockey is like really cool thing happens. Really shitty thing happens. Really cool thing happens. Really shitty thing happens. And you get about a 12 hour break in between. Yep. Pretty much. Well, should we wash our hands of this for now and get pissed about it again when it inevitably happens in two months? <laughs> sure. We'll save our energy for them. Yeah, I guess so. I, I just, one last thing, like, I just don't understand why anyone would put themselves through this to bring back Stan Effen Bowman. He fucking sucks as a GM. Yeah, take he sucks. a look. Take a look. Look at where the Blackhawks are, are do and who and who put them there. Yeah, I mean, listen, any team that that brings him in as their general manager or president or puts him in charge of anything, they're gonna get exactly what they deserve. Yep, they're gonna get exactly unless unless he gets into another situation that he got in here where he's put in charge of a team that is ready to win and he can benefit from the work that the last couple of guys did for a couple of years. But then eventually, it, it comes through. So yeah, you go ahead. Enjoy your enjoy your Stan Bowman. Yeah, and I'm I'm Can gonna I, I'm gonna t just speak to Midnight Mike and some of the other people in the chat who are like, why are we even talking about this? The show's been negative. We have to cover the news of what happens. Okay, Joel Quenville and Stan Bowman were major parts of the Blackhawks' three recent Stanley Cups. If you think we're not going to talk about it because it's uncomfortable, you're on the wrong podcast. I'm sorry. You can go find the Pomcom podcast. 
by the way, you haven't seen three more people more excited about the Hawks winning a draft lottery than the three of us. So I'm sorry. We're going to cover things as they happen. And if it's uncomfortable, I'm sorry. We're moving on from it in five minutes. Come back to the YouTube page or listen to the podcast and fast forward if you want. But like, there's no way we're going to avoid this stuff. Absolutely not. It needs to be addressed. And us ignoring it is you should not want that from us. I would hope you wouldn't want that from us. So it'd be it'd be negligent on our part. Right. I want to know what the rest of the negative week was. I don't know. Talking to Mike Donahue. Like, I've had a, I've had a I've had a great week up until today. I've had a great two weeks up until today. Yeah. You All know, right. having 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 to address this shit like this isn't fun. No, none of and, us want and, to do this. And but. sure, we don't have to. But if we if we had come on and been like, hey guys, what a Friday! Like, we'd be a bunch of dicks. Like it's we we have to uh, uh we have to talk about this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I just I don't on on monday we'll i'm sure we'll have who knows we'll see what the cycle of nhl news is by that time maybe we'll get an upswing or maybe it'll be a downswing who knows but on monday the show should be a lot more fun hope so we don't Can have I also we don't I'm make one more point shows. are the panthers uh up one nothing in the eastern conference final um with joel quenville right now mm good question i i i'm 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 just it's it's rhetorical are are they up one nothing in the eastern conference final with joe quenville right now yes or no they currently are not he's not there i i mean they they, they've had success without him yeah so right with paul maurice with paul maurice they got the eastern conference final they won the they won the president's trophy with andrew burnett for 75 percent of the season yeah so yeah. Anyway, there are better options out there than Joel Quinville, or just other there. options. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm yeah, not taking I, anything I, away I, from the guy as a coach. He's a great coach. He's a bad human being. Sorry, I'm sorry. There are and, and there are better options for GM. Yeah, and there's people who are going to say, like, "Well, you can't judge a guy by one thing." This, yes, I can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, grown ass grown ass men in a in a room full of grown ass men made a conscious decision to, to say we are not going to do anything about addressing this situation because we want to try and win a Stanley Cup. And apparently this video coach is the key to us winning the Stanley Cup, so we can't do anything about it. And then let's just hope that nothing happens beyond it. Oh, he wants to go get another job? Sure. Glowing recommendation. These aren't 10-year-olds trying to be like, oh, uh, we just broke uh, old man Johnson's window with our baseball. Let's just run and not talk about it. These are grown-ass men that made a grown-ass man decision. Now they have to live with it. Yep. They knew. there was In, in that meeting they had, there was a calculus. Fuck. Okay. Can we keep this from getting out? Probably. At least for a while. All right. Let's do that. Let's bury it. We'll get rid of him at the end of the season. We won't say anything about it. And we just hope it goes away. And hope that Kyle Beach never speaks up. And guess what? For 12 years, they got away with it. And then Kyle Beach said, uh, wait a minute. This happened to me, and I'm effed up from it, and it cost me my entire promising career, and it damaged my reputation, and I'm miserable and depressed, and I hate my life. I need to talk about this. And I hope Kyle Beach has found some peace because he deserves it. That's for damn sure. Uh, it'd be easier if... Lawrence, can you boot TBG? I've had enough. I'm good. I'm good with that. He's just trolling at this point, so you can just get rid of him forever. Um, Yeah. All right, let's talk about some playoff hockey. Or should we make fun of the Maple Leafs first? Go go to the Houston website and give them some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Do we want to make fun of the Leafs first, or do we want to talk about the playoffs first? Uh, Uh, We can talk about about Leafs. All right, let's do that. All right. Should we should we uh, should we talk about some sunglasses first? No, yeah, sure, I'm, absolutely. Because yeah, uh, Kyle, Kyle Dubas might need a pair of sunglasses for all the free time he has this summer. Um, and you can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good. And I think it's even better than any expensive pair I've ever worn. 
durable frames, and extremely clear optics for your outdoor adventure needs. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Everywhere, every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they've told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through the Shady Rays Impact Program. From building play sets to pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it for now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're going to, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you stop. When you shop, their team always has your back. And an exclusive deal for our listeners only, go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses so you can try for yourself those shades rated five stars by 250,000 satisfied customers. I'm a satisfied customer of Fubo TV. It is my TV streaming service and I absolutely love it. FuboTV.com slash CHGO 140 live channels of sports show movies and news. You can stream live TV from any device. I got my Roku stick in this room. I could do it on my phone, my laptop, anywhere I want. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. More on that in a second. Start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial, FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. That's a lot of hours. Watch local teams while traveling. You've got the WNBA tipping off. The NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are underway. We're not too far away from the NHL draft. You got the White Sox, Bulls, and Hawks on NBC Sports Chicago. And if you want to stream the Chicago Cubs on Marquee Sports Network, the only streaming provider that has Marquee Sports Network is Fubo. Use the link in the description below to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. So this Kyle Dubas thing is pretty fluid because... Brennan Chan is literally talking right now. <laughs> yes, and if you guys have been, if you've taken a second to look at his comments, um, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is, I am I am surprised that this is happening uh, this openly right now. Very interesting. Well, there's obviously some bad blood between those sides. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you missed it, um, Earlier this week, Kyle Dubas and the Leafs had their exit interviews. And the story has been, you know, he's he's this was the last year of his current deal with as being general manager of the Maple Leafs. All the pressure, you know, for for him to to have the team succeed, all of that. They finally get out of the first round, they get to the second round, lose in the second round. Um, he does his exit interview and basically says uh, you know, he had been connected to Pittsburgh and all that as potential GM openings. If it wasn't going to be Toronto, he came out and said, I either want to be here or I don't want to be anywhere else. And uh, that the, the, the toll that this season took on him and his family was pretty extreme. So he had to uh, have some discussions with his family about wanting to see if he wanted to continue uh, being the, the GM of the Maple Leafs. That was Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. That was earlier this week. Uh, today comes out that the the Leafs uh, and and Dubis uh, are parting ways, and I believe he's team president Brendan Shanahan uh, speaking with the media. Uh, basically said <laughs> he's paraphrasing here, but it's basically like we didn't think Kyle was going to say the things he said in the interview. And then when he asked us in negotiating for a pay bump, we fired him. That's the sense I'm getting from from everything I'm reading uh, from from Brendan Shanahan here. And this is, uh, I mean, that is that is pretty wild. And it sounded like, uh, I mean, you can you can go through all the insiders you want. They all got pretty much the same uh, same information. But it sounded like prior to that press conference the Leafs and Dubas were talking extension 
And then after that press conference, things deteriorated quickly in the eyes of Brendan Shanahan. Yeah, I saw earlier reports that he wanted a certain number. You know, I'm going to say six or seven. Don't hold me to that. I'm going by memory. And then the Leafs countered with like, we'll give you a private jet to fly to take some of the travel load off of you because it is a lot, you know, traveling all the time. Fine. And then it was then now we're getting this info of he wanted a raise. And I think it's very bold for a guy who probably should be fired as he is uh, to ask for more money. That is a that's that's a hell of a flex by Kyle Dubas and a hell of a risk from Kyle Dubas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Shani's like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Thank you. Uh, no, not interested. So I don't know if, if I don't know if the ask or, you know, uh, if they thought they had a deal and then Kyle was like, well, maybe a little more. And then Shani was like, nope, screw you. No, that's enough. Like now you're just. Now you're being greedy. Now you're overplaying things. And now, now you've insulted me. So, no, we will not be bringing you back. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's very. They're always interested. I'll give that. <laughs> very, very dysfunctional. They're like the NFL. They can't go a day without being in the news somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the, the stuff about his family kind of probably took some people uh, off guard a little bit obviously uh but all that stuff is valid like when i when i heard him say that i was like you know i i i i can't only imagine um what that's like i mean kyle dubas you gotta remember he's still a very young guy uh this is his first like they hired him from the sioux greyhounds and the youngest gm in the league at the time and like he's never really gone through this type of thing and he's got a, a a family a very young family very young children young wife i can't imagine the things that get said to his family oh. in toronto like uh, i'm i'm like ashamed of some of the things that get said to us and we just report the news he makes the news i can't imagine some of the things that get that get said to them in in public or you know direct messages or just in general shouted in the universe that gets back to them so i can i could totally see a wife and two and young children at home saying i don't really want to do this anymore because you know i'm tired of having this out there because your team lost in the first round again it's not worth it yeah so i could see that and and, and if that was the reason he stepped away i i would have a ton of respect for Kyle Dubas, but doesn't in the end, it doesn't look like that was the case at all. Cause he would have been, the family would have been fine with an extra, you know, few pennies at the end of the paycheck. So, you know, and he, then the whole thing about uh, if it's not Toronto, I don't want to go anywhere else. We all know that's a load of crap. Um, you know, how many times have we heard, I'm going to step away from family issues and six months later, they got another job. Urban Meyer, I'm Urban looking Meyer. at you. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, my heart. Oh, look at that oh. contract. <laughs> oh, oh, the investigation is over? Okay, I can come back now. <laughs> so the Maple Leafs are Maple Leafing, but let's 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 I would have been laughing even harder if they brought Kyle Dubas back. Uh, it's Brendan Shanahan, the guy that probably should be the one that's under more heat. I mean, B- because uh, people uh, they keep saying, "Oh, Kyle Dubas is afraid to break up the core four. I guarantee you, he's got to get Brendan Shanahan and ownership to sign off to trade any of those guys. He just can't show up in the morning and say, "I just traded Austin Matthews." No, that's got to get approved from his bosses. So you can you can throw all that blame on him for not breaking up the core, which should happen finally now. But ultimately, he doesn't get that say. He didn't get that power. Because I'm sure if he did, he probably would have done something two years ago, last year. But ownership's not going to sign off on trading Austin Matthews or John Tavares. Brenda Shanahan, I'd still be surprised if William Nylander gets traded. I know that's people think that's the likely candidate. William Nylander was Brendan Shanahan's first ever draft pick when he took over as president of the Maple Leafs. There's kind of that like like you know that's my boy kind yeah. of thing there's an attachment there like they had a chance they could have traded him before they extended him you know when the value you know but the value was a little lower than it is now but still like so i would i would almost 
be willing to bet money that that Kyle Dubas will be the next GM or general or or president uh, with the Penguins. Well, that might save him from Stan Bowman. That they, they, he might be doing them a favor. I, yeah, I mean, jokes aside, he immediately becomes the best candidate for a GM job, and probably rightfully so. Like, I, I'd like to see what he could do with full autonomy because he didn't have it in Toronto, right? Like, it was not ultimately his call and everything, but somebody is going to hire him as the president of hockey operations, and he will have full say on all hockey moves. And I'm I'm interested to see what he does with that power. He's a smart dude. He's young. He's you know I think he, I think he did great at this year's deadline. Like it, at the end of the day, the players have to perform. The players have to do their jobs and overcome the stress and the failures and the we're the Leafs and we're doomed sort of a thing. No, suck it up. Go out and play and win. Right? Like the players have to do that. He put them in good position. He made a lot of really savvy moves at the deadline. Uh, finagling the cap, doing everything he could to make the team as strong as he could. I mean, yes, he's partially to blame, of course. And yeah, you probably need to make a change there, both GM-wise and roster-wise, but he will get a job quickly if he wants one. Yeah. And it would be interesting to see what Toronto does from here. Um, they went with the the young, you know, numbers genius. The, with the last time with Dubas, so you know they're going to go one of these retread dinosaurs now to cancel that out because it seems like that's always the way that that happens. So as soon as a team thinks outside the box and it doesn't work, they go right back to the old standard. So, you know, uh, Brian, Bur- Brian Burke's out there. Is, is he coming back to the? Uh, is he coming back to Toronto? He always seems to manage to get these jobs. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know this this one as much as crap as I've given Kyle Dubas over the years. You know, hey, I I would I wouldn't mind it if he went somewhere else and and won in the first year and stuck it to the Leafs. It's like uh, McLovin says, looking at the core four of the Leafs, none none of them played with the heart out there like Crosby, Taves, McKinnon, and Stamkos. Those guys don't know what losing is when it matters most and forced through. Leafs never had that. It's like our buddy Shorzy said, he doesn't hate to lose. Right? Like, that's the thing. You got to hate to lose. And I don't know if the Leafs leadership has that. Duncan Keith had that. Jonathan Taves had that. Patrick Kane had that. Like, that's it. That's the, like, you are not beating us. I say it all the time. Those Blackhawks dynasty teams, they didn't lose. They ran out of time. That was their mentality. Right? Like, it was just a matter of time until they got you back. And sometimes the, you know, sometimes the clock wore out before they were able to get there. But that's it. You got to have that killer instinct. And I think their history is part of why they don't, right? Like it's been so bad for so long and they've fallen so short so many times that that history weighs on them. But the 2016 Cubs got over it. If they can say, do it, anybody yeah. can. <laughs> if the Cub, if the Cubs can shake that stigma, any franchise can. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the Cubs went almost 60 years longer than the Maple Leafs have gone. So like <laughs> look at the any, if the lovable losers can win it all, the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, John, you know, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner can figure out a way to score a couple more goals in a series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, the, the atmosphere of playing in Toronto is, is un, probably unlike any other in, in the NHL. And as much as players and, and whatnot, much as they say that you know oh we, we block it out we don't listen to anybody it's impossible to do that in toronto you hear everything you are asked everything everywhere you go it, you you can't go anywhere in that city most canadian cities as a hockey player and not be recognized not not be asked questions not be you know bothered media are are, are going to be on top of you 24 7. it's it's just a different animal and yeah i mean some some players are able to thrive in that. Some players are able to, you know, overcome it. Uh, and some players can. And I think that market, you need to be the right kind of player. You could do, you, you, you could be one of the most talented players in the league, like a Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, like all those guys go down the line of, the, of what they have. Um, but there's an extra little bit of something that you need to, to kind of overcome the, the exterior uh, that, and, and not let it trickle on to, uh, you know, what happens on the ice. So, it's the nature of the beast. So you 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 go to Toronto. You kind of know what you're signing up for, and and that pressure is there. So and and I think you know 
probably is part of, like you guys said, part of the reason that, that Dubas was like, this is, this is taking a toll on me and my family. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see what he does. I mean, you know, I, the decision has been made for him now that, you know, he's no longer GM of, of the Leafs. We'll see if he, you know, actually does stick to the, like, you know, the, the notion that he put out there, like, I only want to be here or I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere. Take some, take a year off, see what happens. Um, I, I would tend to doubt he, he takes a job right away, but who knows? Yep. Well, this Maple Leafs organization, since this core was put together, they have now had two GMs, two coaches, possibly a third one coming. When's it going to be on the players? When's it going to be the players? Maybe this summer. Because it feels like there's some sort of reckoning coming. I mean, it's 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 been these guys for how many years? And then the last few handful of seasons, it's been, you know, Dubas had piecemealed together teams that are supposed to, you know, be tougher in the playoffs, be more defensively focused. You know, you're supposed to have a better goal. I mean, he he tried to to fit every puzzle piece you're supposed to of a team that's supposed to win games and compete and contend. Uh, there's there's no more there's there's not much else he can do other than trying to suit up and play on the ice himself. So, yep. And this, I don't know. This really, the timing of all this really affects the Austin Matthews situation because first, Matthews and Dubas had a really good relationship. And I think that was part of the reason they were open to extending Dubas in the first place was to help facilitate keeping Matthews here beyond next season. So now Dubas is gone. And Matthews needs to have an extension signed before July 1st or else his enti- his full no movement clause kicks in, which mm-hmm. means if they f- come to the conclusion this season that they can't re-sign him and they want to trade him, he can say, nope, we ain't doing that. I'm going to go, you know, I'm playing this out. Mm-hmm. And, you know. He walks, walks in free agency potentially. Yeah, he could stick it to him. Uh, and so, and if you don't have a general manager that he can get to know and learn his vision and maybe trust him before then who knows so uh you know i know we in in jest most times talk about austin matthews coming here to the blackhawks but i think this is pushing him towards the uh, the exit door not through it but just steering him in that direction a little bit yeah um especially depending on who they bring in man because this this next gm Welcome to the pressure cooker, man. And not only yep. who they bring in, but who they move this summer. Like if yeah. if they move someone that he loves, that that's gonna he'll be like, right. all right, screw this. At this, point, at this point, do they see what they can get for Austin Matthews? Mm-hmm. I don't. I I, I can't imagine that he's traded. Um, but yeah, I mean, him, there, there if, needs to be a decision. If he tells him, I don't want to sign an extension. Uh, yeah, until, that's their, until that's their I best. don't want to sign an extension. You know, that's let's let's see the season and play it out. All right, the number nineteen might be like number nineteen in the Hawks' first pick next year for Austin Matthews. That's sure. not enough for Toronto. Shh. But, no, but I'll I'll throw in a fifth round pick if we can get an extension signed before they trade. Ooh, a fifth? That's spicy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, Hawks, I, uh, Hawks' first pick next year it could still be uh could still be a lottery pick. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd imagine not with Austin Matthews and Connor Bedard. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'd imagine that would maybe take take you out of the uh, the serious running for the first overall pick there. Yeah, probably unless they. Bring I don't know. Game. It's it's the 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 Maple Leafs. You know, pieces are are falling to the wayside. Probably Sheldon Keith might be out too. Uh, if you get a new GM, new coach, you might just kind of say, "Hey, we need to uh, we need to find some other new parts." So. If they're open to discussing William Nylander or Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or Morgan Riley or any of those guys, um, I think Kyle Davidson should should definitely have his uh, his phone nearby. All right, before we can't move hurt, on, to, uh, can't hurt to talk about it, you know. Yeah, before we move on from the Leafs, one last thing: if you're bringing in a new coach, because then you thought coaching was a problem, right? You know, A plus B equals C. Do mm-hmm. you give the new coach a year with the core four and see what he can do with it? Depends on the coach, but you that- you you could, but then Nylander and Matthews are up at the same time, so yeah, if it doesn't work, nothing, right? Yeah, if it doesn't work, then you're you're handcuffed and basically like, well, 
you might lose both of them in free agency. Who knows? You're going to lose one for sure. You can't afford both of them. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I, guess, I don't know. It depends on the coach. But, like, if they were going to make – the Maple Leafs blew their chance at ch- coaching change. If they were going to do it, it should have been last summer when you had Jim Montgomery and Butch Cassidy and, and, and Pete DeBoer out there. That was the year to do it. Those were obvious upgrades over Sheldon Keefe. So if you're going to just get rid of him just to get rid of him, you better bring in somebody that's an obvious upgrade. Joel Quenville. You know, cool. I mean, I already hate the Maple Leafs, so <laughs> they ain't going to change it at all. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, at, at, you, you go back to the point you guys, uh, you know, Greg made earlier. Would would the league be working so hard to try and, you know, see if they could get Quinville reinstated if it wasn't a team that was a marquee team? Yep. It tells yes. me the, the somebody that Brendan Shanahan made a phone call. That's what that tells me. Potentially. Yep. Oh. Hey, it's their uh it's their franchise to deal with. So we'll uh we'll just crack open a beer and watch it unfold, right? Sounds good. Watch it burn. Watch it burn. <laughs> hey, if you're uh if you're looking to as I readjust my seat here as it's breaking. Ah. If you're looking to jo- Greg, it's happening, buddy. He's breaking <laughs> chairs, he's he's starting to grow. He's getting sore before the show. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's getting Mario larger. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I, I'm just, <laughs> oh, I'm Your falling house is apart. falling apart. See? Have some, have some full-bodied beers. That will help. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's right. try this again. There Here go. we go. Right. Try, try not to break my chair. Try not to smash my head into my shelf. All that good stuff. Just to tell you guys about Goose Island Beer Company and how delicious their beers are. They are Chicago's beer since 1988, and they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO. And you're not going to find a better roster out there to pair with your good summer vibes than Goose Island's beer roster. They got the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, which is always in style with their citrus, with its citrus aroma and dry hop finish. You got the full pocket pills, the everyday beer, what the beer brewers are drinking. You got the tropical beer hug, the dry hopped Imperial IPA that is a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. Uh, for me, one of those, and I'm good to go. Uh, and of course, you got the uh, the three one two, the golden cans that uh, shine bright in the summer sunshine. Uh, so you're never going to mistake yourself with a uh, with a poor beer with that roster from Goose Island. Grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Mm, sounds so delightful. It does. And what else sounds delightful? Guys? Saving mon- <laughs> saving energy. The common saving energy Munergy. efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. You said it. Common offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. Comet offer also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Tell the good folks how that works, Greg. Well, since I actually paid attention tomorrow or yesterday, I can tell you how it works. <laughs> An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or, as I prefer, virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on not later, but immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, Project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Saving Munergy. If you own a business, do it right now. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy, Munergy, for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, you can go to comed.com slash powering biz. Yes, go there. Comed.com slash powering biz. 
B-I-Z, schedule it today. That's right. Exactly right. Hey, um, let's talk about the damn playoffs because last night was a hell of yeah. a lot of fun. I am dragging ass today because I stayed up, watched the whole thing, and then I had to get up for a doctor's appointment that was at 8. So I was up at like 6.30 because mm. I can't sleep because I'm afraid I'm going to oversleep. Uh, but damn, it was worth it. And who else but Matthew Kachuk? It's just like, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love the guy. And he and let that, me go to bed. So I love him even more now. <laughs> and that game was uh, arguably over, you know, three, four yeah. minutes into the first overtime period, depending on how you look at goaltender interference. But hey, man, we almost got five extra periods of hockey. That would have been uh, that would have been incredible. Yeah, I was bummed because I got home last night and I'd missed the first period. I was like, damn, I, I missed a period of hockey. Little did I know I was going to get four extra ones. So I'm get, on credit. Yeah. Hey, yeah, two, that was uh, two games worth of hockey. <laughs> that was uh, quite the thing. Um, you know, it, it, pretty much exactly what we expected from these two teams. Very evenly matched. Two teams that play very similar style of hockey. Depth and and you had some big saves. And how about Sergei Bravosky making over 50 saves and back-to-back playoff wins? I mean, I think he's the third goalie to ever do that. This was the – Pretty impressive. Sixth longest game in, in NHL history. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, it, it, and could you imagine being one of those people that thought the, the game was over and then yeah. leaving and getting in your car and getting home oh. and like, wait a minute, what do you mean the game's still going on? Um, and there, there was some, we could talk about that goal being disallowed. I mean, that was a hot topic. Um, I personally thought it was the right call. But I was surprised they actually made it. Because that's a good way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was the right call, and I'm shocked they took it off the board. Yeah. Um, because people will say, "Well, Jack Jury pushed White in into the goalie." Not really. Uh, it was Jury, right? Is that the player that that yeah, was, was in front of the net? Mm-hmm. He was kind of he's defending. He wasn't watching White. He wasn't facing him and using his stick to push him. He was owning the pace of ice that he has the right to be at. And he tried to go around him and thus causing the contact and didn't try to avoid uh, Anderson. That's goalie interference. Sure. He had to move skate towards the goalie because of jury's positioning, but that's all it was. It was his rightful defensive positioning. So instead of trying to skate behind him, he should have tried to skate in front of him and he would have avoided the contact and the goal probably still goes in because now you've got a double screen in front of the goaltender so like it was the right call and i was flabbergasted they made it and i was i was happy they did good yeah it's a good thing i mean that's i've always i get the idea of well it's the playoffs so we're going to call it differently but i don't know as i've gotten older i've kind of i don't really love that like if it's a penalty it's a penalty if a guy gets tripped he got tripped like it should be called yeah i i I don't want to see the just you know no no rules two hand slashes like all the all, all that stuff it's not what i want to see i want to see the best possible hockey possible it's the same kind of the same argument in football when people say oh the super bowl needs to be played in you know weather controlled climates and you know you want to see the 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 best you know the best possible product out there and when you let players take liberties or you don't call things then you're not playing the sport you know, properly. And yeah, I, I, I was surprised that they uh, brought that, that goal back because, you know, you'd already, you'd already had the the celebration and, you know, people were already leaving the arena. It would have been very NHL to be like, well, there's nothing we can do now. You know, the game's already been, been decided refs skate off the ice, but you know, when they, when they panned over and the refs were all at the, at the box looking at the monitor, I was like, Oh snap. Like they actually have something here. So yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was a great game. Um, the overtime was tense. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of good chances. I, I, I think, uh, Brandon Montour is, is giving Matthew Kachuk a, a nice, nice big bear hug in the locker room for saving his ass for missing that, that wide open net that he had, that he, uh, he hit the post. Um, and you know, the, the, the goal too, you get to, you get to the final seconds of a fourth overtime. It's, it's just Kachuk kind of just throwing the puck at the net and seeing what happens. He wasn't even, yeah. he wasn't even looking. He just kind of came out and chucked it up there, see what happens. And yeah, it was, uh, it, it worked out. So it was, it was a fun game. 
I want to I want to look it up because Freddie Anderson was on the uh, the losing effort. I is he on the losing effort of two games in the top ten of the longest in NHL yeah, he history? Was, he was the Ducks goalie because he was the Ducks goalie against the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah, yep. which the head, was the, head, the headbutt goal game. Yeah, which was eight years ago today. Yeah. Wow. So he. Yeah, he's logged. He logged uh, an entire season's worth of minutes in two games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, as the game goes on too, and the guys get exhausted, like you mentioned, Kachuk just throwing it at the net. That kind of became the strategy. Like, get in the zone and just get guys in front. I'm just going to flip it and hopefully it hits somebody and goes in and we can go yeah. home because yeah. That- Man, that's how all those those extend once overtime goes past 10 minutes. That's how you're going to win, because you're not beating anybody one at one at that point, because everybody's just as tired. It's slow. And we saw throughout the second and third overtimes and the fourth overtimes until the final minute or two of those overtimes. Everybody was so cautious. Nobody wanted to make a mistake. They were playing safe. They were playing slow. And then you get a couple chances here or there, but nobody was looking to make the stretch pass to try and break somebody out. No defensemen were not pinching in. It was very, uh, you know, safe. And then the last minute or two of those period of those overtimes, it was just like hell. Just just get it to the net, and that's what you yeah. got to do. I mean, it's, it, how many times have we saw that during those Blackhawk runs? It's not it's not a highlight reel goal that wins those games. It's Dave Boland shooting a puck that hits off of two pairs of shin pads and goes in. Just throw it to the net and see what happens. Well, I know Ryan Lomberg had the goal disallowed, but that was like the one guy left in the game with energy. Even Keith yeah. Jones was saying, like, God, this guy won't shut the hell up on the bench. He's like the only guy. And he and he was playing well, like it, man. He was shot out of well, a cannon. He, he had missed like the last six games, I think. It was his first game back. He missed the entire yeah. uh, Toronto series. And he'd only played 13 minutes in regulation. So he was fresh. Plenty of guess. Uh, <laughs> And I'm glad you mentioned Keith Jones. Yeah. Do you think it was awkward at all for Eddie Olchek to be standing there? Hey, Keith, tell us about this. The guy that just beat him out for the uh, Flyers job. That, that had to be a little little weird for old Edzo there. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, they they seem like they're pretty good friends. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they are. But, I mean, we all know what, what Eddie's ultimate, uh, you know, objection here is what his ambition is and and even if your buddy beats you out for a job you're still gonna be a little oh, you son of a <laughs> yeah it's eddie's wanted this for so long it, I, he wants to be in a front office so badly and it just hasn't happened i i, I don't i don't really know why no, i mean i don't have all don't the know. info of course but like you know with all the we're not, in the, all the we're not in the interviews so we don't we don't know what uh you know but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, hey, he played in Toronto for a long time. Maybe he's going to be the next GM of the Maple Leafs. There you go. I'm sure he'd love that. I just started that rumor right now. Maybe. <laughs> CSGO reporting, not actually reporting. Yeah. Uh, so do we take anything away? Do we feel any differently about the series now that the Panthers took game one? I mean, it's what we expected, a super close, yeah. super tight series. Um, it was just great. Yeah. Give me seven, uh, seven, seven period games, please. Seven straight road wins. <laughs> seven straight road wins for the Florida Panthers this postseason is one of the most impressive Stanley Cup playoff things I've seen any team do ever. What's, what's the record incredible. doing now? Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't looked that up. I'm surprised that's not all over. They must not be close because it hasn't been all over the place. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. I mean that that is. I'm really sure. The, I'm sure the Montreal Canadiens won a shit ton of road games back in the 40s and 50s when they would just sweep through. The Stanley Cup playoffs eight years in a row. Yeah, but you only had to win two rounds then. So at max, you're only playing twelve games. Yeah, so fourteen games. Well, you'll be shocked to know that the NHL.com record site is not working. I'm getting a bad uh, away from them. Can you believe it? Maybe Gary mm-hmm. Bettman's reviewing its status. Good lord. Maybe. I know the yeah. overall record is twelve. That was the Penguins the year they, they beat the Blackhawks. Fourteen. 14. Well, they. Yeah, because yeah, they, they won road games. Fourteen straight no, wins. Yeah, oh, the, wins. The, the Penguins beat the. Yeah, that was ninety-two. Penguins. Well, they started it the year before, I think. I don't. Know. Oh. I just know it was the Penguins. They have the most overall consecutive playoff wins, but road wins. I don't know. <coughs> I, well, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd bet it on the, the Canadians. You can look at it on NHL.com, and then you get the error message. So I'm trying to. It's just uh, very frustrating. 
Way to go, NHL. Good cool. job. A very, a very serious league. Yeah, well, they're getting back at us. They heard our first segment of the show, and we're like, we're not going to let you look up records on our website, you cool social justice warriors, you. That's yeah. my favorite insult, by the way. You moron, you fight for social justice. Yeah, well. Okay. Thank you. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. All right. Um, more tonight. Dallas, Vegas. Give us some more overtime. Yes, please. That would be Yeah. Fun. Why not? The, 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 the more one. the more hockey we can get for free, the better. Yeah. The, that building is going to be rocking tonight in Vegas. They're going to be uh they're going to be fun. And there was a little other bit of news uh today that I don't think is a huge surprise uh since we were talking so much about our Arizona Coyote buddies. Uh Logan Cooley officially announced that he's going back to the University of Minnesota for his sophomore season. Um, so I, I don't, that, that may have happened though, regardless, but obviously the arena thing probably was a, the timing of this announcement. That's not a coincidence, but he might've done that anyway. Um, because there's nothing wrong with a kid at that level, you know, to get another year at college, but I'm sure the arena was the, the main factor, but, and I, of course, a lot of people are now speculating. He's never going to go there. I like, let's, let, let's let it play out, you know? Yeah, I mean, how often does a top five pick play in college and let their draft rights expire? I can't remember. I don't think yeah. very often. So, yeah, and and there was some other stuff about the the city of Mesa in uh, outside of Phoenix. Uh, their mayor, I believe, said out of like the six possible sites they could possibly build there, five of the six would not require a public vote. It's privately owned land, so they could just get it and do it. So that's a fluid situation that's changing every day. And But Logan Cooley going back to Minnesota. By the way, have you seen the Coyotes' Twitter account lately? Yes. Last night I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, the, last night they put up a poll that says, Pack, we want to hear from you. Where should the Coyotes build our new home? And then Mesa, Scottsdale, Chandler, or Gilbert. Scottsdale Maybe. got 69%. And then today... Nice. They go, nice. thank you. They say, Pack, if this tweet gets 20,000 likes by the end of the day, we will leak our new arena plans. That was an hour how many, ago. How many likes does it have? 22,000. Okay, so let's see the new plans. What are they doing? Yeah, I, um... because, because, A, I don't believe you. And two, what a, like, oh, I, it's, is, I have to preface everything I say about the Coyotes. This is not a reflection of our PHNX friends and, and, and group and colleagues. What a Mickey Mouse fucking organization. <laughs> like, like, like they're, how do you take them seriously? How do you take them seriously? You can't. Yeah. No. And then, like, may- maybe get the pulse of where your fans want you to play before a failed arena plan goes wow. through. It's, like with a real survey, not not a Twitter yeah, poll. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, good mean, luck to him, man. It's, man. I, I, it's yeah. like it's like passing that note in class in fourth grade. Do you like I, me? Yes or no? I will <laughs> say someone with the, with I, the paper where you like. Yeah. Yo, is that how they? Oh yeah, yeah. Blue B L U. Come on, uh, Mesa. Come on, Mesa. <laughs> um, I will say though, someone pointed out that. Uh, the the coyotes twitter account posted that that poll at like three o'clock yesterday and then um teamwork online if you've ever searched for a job in sports media that's where you that's where you usually go they posted a uh a social media and uh admin position with the coyotes at like four o'clock so they were like this person got immediately fired oh my god well, the new ones are gonna get fired I mean, too. Apparently, I'm, I'm sure not real. I'm sure know, not really. Yeah. But like, it was just it was just funny timing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's good to see they're hiring people. They must be confident about something. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I I didn't look at the uh, job posting, but I I would assume that uh, you know willingness to relocate might be a. Uh, a requirement yeah that's for damn sure all right let's wrap this up we've already gone late thanks everybody for tuning in thanks to everybody for sticking with us throughout the show they're not all going to be seashells and balloons we got to cover the good we got to cover the bad uh it's what we do here but uh hey there's gonna be a hell of a lot more good than bad in the coming months and years so stick with us i promise we don't like to do it either but damn it <laughs> I, i'm I, we just cannot ignore when bad shit happens and we shouldn't and we won't so all right we'll talk to you monday 
at two. Remember, mail back Monday. Get those questions in. I will send the tweet from the CHGO Blackhawks Twitter account as soon as we wrap up the show. So hit us there, CHGO underscore Blackhawks. Blackhawks at allchgo.com or hit us up on our members only Discord. Yes, Mario's raising his hand. One more thing. Yes. Uh, tonight, game five, uh, Seattle Thunderbirds and Winnipeg Ice in the WHL final. Uh, Seattle is up three games to one. So a chance for uh, Kevin Korchinski, Colton Dock, and Nolan Allen and all their uh, Thunderbird friends to not only lock up a WHL championship, but also. Uh, send them to the Memorial Cup. So go Thunderbirds. Uh, that is going to be exciting tonight as well as the NHL playoffs. Is it actually on TV? Because the London Knights and the, uh, what was it, Peterborough the other night was on? Yeah, it was on NHL Network. Yeah. Uh, that game. I, I, I think you have to have like a watch WHL TV subscription or something unless you live locally. I don't think it's on NHL network or anything. And we don't live in Canada, so we don't get all the good hockey stuff. So ah, lame. Yeah. All right. Well, by the way, uh, Thunderbird friends was my all time favorite Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. There was a, there was like a, was, was it the Thunderbirds that was Thunder like caps. the marionettes and stuff? Oh, wasn't that a thing? What was that? Yeah. Uh, I know oh, what you're man. talking. I, I know. I know. I, I, I did not mean to derail yeah. the end of the show. <laughs> I think you're right. I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. It was like, of course, you know, like the Thundercats, but yeah. Yeah, I know the Thundercats, but wasn't there like I a think Thunder, you're right. Thunderbirds? Yeah, it was like a right. 60s. Yep. Yeah. Thunderbirds. Oh, yeah. They should change their logo to some marionettes. <laughs> to some puppets. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. We'll talk to everybody Monday. Reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO. When you sign up, we'll talk to you Monday at 2 for Mailbag Monday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.